Yo, what is going on, everybody? I am actually live from New York City right now, currently sitting in our NYC place of residence. As I shoot this podcast, I decided to bring the mic. I decided to bring all the equipment I needed to bring in order to make this podcast because I'm extremely dedicated to not only creating content, but also to the people who take the time out of their week to actually listen to this podcast. I appreciate you so, so much. So like I said, I'm in NYC right now. The purpose of my trip to the kind of most popular maybe city in the United States, New York, is because I'm actually here shooting a video for um, a Japanese Americana store, a Japanese kind of themed or store that has Japanese clothing in it, blue and green, which is in Soho. I also made a video pertaining to what people are wearing in Soho. So I'm very excited about those two videos and also just taking a a moment to kind of refocus and and revigorize myself for 2022. The year has just started and I think there's a lot of opportunities for myself as a creator, but also there's just a lot of opportunities um, here in the city that maybe aren't present in Denver. And so we thought it would be a great idea to come out here with the opportunity presented itself. And we're still working very, very hard while we're here in the city. It feels like every day feels like a, a sort of a marathon. We come back to the to where we're living at, where we're staying at while we're here. And, you know, your feet are tired every day. You need to ice them. You need to lay upside down, things of that nature. But it's been it's been quite a fun time. This episode is going to be all about just kind of talking about my experience here, what it's been like. Um, it's January 2022, very early on in the year, and it's, it's pretty cold outside this time of year as well. Um, but like I said, it's just going to be kind of talking about my experiences, what I've been through. It's Friday on the day of I'm recording this podcast, or Thursday, excuse me. It's Thursday, the day I'm recording this podcast, Thursday evening, and we leave Sunday evening. So we're going to be here for the next couple of days, so I won't be able to talk about those things. But everything up until that point, I just want to talk to you guys about we've been here since last Saturday. So how many days is that? Saturday, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So yeah, six you know, about six days uh, or five days, essentially. Um, and it's been a, it's been a great time. It's been a really great time. Last time we were here and last time I did this kind of trip recap, it was in September of 2021. It was Lauren's birthday. It was much more celebratory. It was much more kind of leisure. This time around, it's been a lot more work and a little bit less play. We're actually also here trying to get Lauren's children's book into stores to see if she can get her book seated there to get product placement and to make sales for herself as well. So this trip, it feels much more businessy. feels like we're not just here to kind of look at the buildings and say, ooh, ah, to the, the Empire State Building. It's much, much more about like how can we um, – create this kind of foundation for coming back and start building our community here in New York. So I just, like I said, we're just going to talk about my experience here, man. It's kind of crazy to say this. I feel like every, no, not I feel like, I know every single night we've had food here in the city. We've had a slice of pizza. We've probably watched a movie at the end of our night just to kind of uh, refocus and just kind of just relax at the end of our night. Um, And we've probably walked, you know, 100,000 steps in the last five days, which is insane. So we started our trip really essentially on Monday. And on Monday, we kind of took some time to um, just become reacclimated with the city, see some things we didn't see when we were here um, in September. And so we took the time out of our days early on, especially because 
stores aren't open on Sunday and we can't really go out and do things after we got our work done in the apartment, we decided to go to MoMA and it was actually my first time going to MoMA. Lauren, was it your first time going to MoMA too? I think Lauren's first time as well. She's behind the camera and she's over there. Uh, it was her first time as well. And to say the least, like, I, I think one of the first impressions I had about MoMA is how big it is. It is giant. <laughs> Just how many levels there are, the exhibits that they had, the scale of the events or exhibits, excuse me, the scale of the exhibits are just on another level. There are a lot of different things. I don't even know necessarily which exhibit stood out to me in particular. I think early on when we were kind of walking around, there was this kind of audio visual exhibit that we were listening to and it was, uh, kind of talking about maybe you know blackness in america or black lives matter or just the struggle or something like something of that nature which was uh interesting it was loud it was it was like huge i don't even know how to describe it this these huge screens with uh huge speakers kind of just demanding your attention i guess you could even call it that and then after we got there we kind of realized just what we were in for i think you know the the museum is five or six maybe maybe three or four floors and each floor had, you know, tons and tons and tons of art. And it was quite it was quite the experience. It was quite packed for a Sunday, very, very packed, but it was still very enjoyable, like very inspiring. And I think that's another reason why I enjoy New York so much is that we've we've been in Denver, we've done Denver's art museum, we've done Denver's contemporary art museum probably two or three times up until this point. And while exhibits do rotate, the scale is just massive. From a New York scale, from a from a I wouldn't even consider Denver a small town. It's just like a mid-tier or, you know, low mid-tier kind of place that doesn't have 8 million people in it. Um, but MoMA was really special. Later that evening, we also went to uh, MoMA's design store as well as MoMA's, like, gift shop. And I thought that that was a really interesting part of the experience. Like, there were some really, like, curated items in there, like, much more so than what you'd find, like, where we're from. Um, from like slippers to uh, they actually carried Verloop, which is like a brand for balaclavas, and they had them in there. They had really cool, just like interior design items that were just very, very spectacular and different, in my opinion. Um, we didn't end up buying anything. We weren't going to buy anything. But even the gift shop was just on another level, like comparatively to like what we're, we're used to experiencing. It's something that I always notice about New York is that, you know, in terms of like retail shopping, capitalistic experiences, you're going to get the very best of the best in the United States in places like New York and places like L.A. Um, and other kind of large cities. And I, I think New York is probably going to be number one, if you ask me. This day we went to MoMA, the day we went to MoMA, it was cold, boy. All, all the people, you know, who we hit up before coming said, you better bring a coat. And I told him we might as well bring two. I see the weather out there and it's brick. Like that's that's what they that's what they everyone keeps saying is brick, is brick, is brick. <laughs> and I, I think that term is kind of funny because we got bricks right behind <laughs> right behind me if you're watching, really if you're if you're listening and watching, um, or if you saw the the Beyond the Garment podcast preview, you'll know that. But um, it was very very cold, like super super duper cold. Um, but Lauren and I we we both brought you know outfits that were conducive of the fits. Most of my outfits. Um, comprised of either a layer of cashmere for warmth and then probably just a layer of 100% cotton um, and then a wool layer probably as well 
Um, and then I had a wool coat from United by Blue. And all these things, I'll kind of showcase to you guys them later. I have all the kind of content that I made I'm so excited about. But it was really, really cold. Compared to last year when we came in September, just the, the coldness and, and, you know, having to deal with that is a totally different element that neither Lauren or, or I have had to deal with while being in New York. And while it's cold in Colorado this time of year, for whatever reason, we haven't had much snow in, in Denver. We haven't had much kind of coldness. And so, like, we came to New York and it was colder in New York than it was in Denver, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, you know, Colorado, Colorado people most times think about it as like a mountain state, but it, it wasn't, you know, as cold as it is here in New York, which is like the concrete jungle, <laughs> the trenches. <laughs> so we tried to find this place called McGraw Hill Waterfall, and that was a total failure. We were walking around for like 25 minutes in the cold, and that was not the most fun experience. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, McGraw Hill Waterfall, if you exist, if you exist, I don't even know if you exist, you're an elusive one for sure. Could not find, could not find. So that next day, Monday, was probably the beginning of like our very, very eventful days. Like a lot of walking, like a lot of like blood flow to your feet. <laughs> um, we started off the day going to getting breakfast at Dominique Ansel's Bakery, which is, if you don't know, it's a very famous bakery. I think Lauren and I actually learned about this bakery watching like some kind of food YouTube channel, like where they showcase like the, the best dessert in each state. And for New York, they had Dominique Ansel's Cronut, which is like this croissant donut. And every month they changed the flavor. Ours was like this orange creamsicle um, Cronut. It was delicious. Absolutely one of my favorite desserts that I've ever had, like a, like a modern contemporary dessert it's a, it's a new creation it, it literally happened within the last 10 years and a lot of desserts that you eat probably unless you're some kind of chef are have been around for a long time whether you like cookies or cakes there's only so many renditions of them but you know blending between like you know dragon ball z fusing a, a, a donut and, and a croissant into a cronut it was a, it's a cool experience i recommend anybody who's interested to check out dominic ansel's bakery because they don't just have cronuts but the cronuts are made fresh every day they have a new flavor every month, so they always keep things fresh. And as far as I know, I don't know if they reuse the same flavors, but every time we've had one, um, which has been three times up until this point, because we actually ordered some because they were so freaking good. Um, we ordered them and sent them out to Denver. They're so good, but we haven't had a new one every single month. We've had a new one every single month, excuse me, and they, they're just fantastic. There was a nice little outdoor seating area. It was the perfect like start to our morning, you know what I mean? And so this day... I wanted to do a couple things. I wanted to create content for probably TikTok a little bit and just vlog a little bit, Soho, get to know the area a little bit because we were going to do more content creation in the area. For me, when it comes to like whenever I want to create content, whenever I want to create content, I always like to create like a mental map in my head. And the mental map for this trip was going down to Soho, like part one of it was going down to Soho, interviewing you know, people at blue and green and, and showcasing the shop. Another part of being in the city and creating content was being in Soho and asking people about their different outfits and asking them about what they're wearing and what inspired their fits and just having genuine conversations in a really like passionate fashion community within the United States. And so we wanted to go down there. We wanted to see what options were available to us, what stores, 
we 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 hit up act we were there pretty early like when we got breakfast we were there earlier than most shops were even open so we got there probably like 9 15 is and that was, that was kind of a cultural shock for us like not a lot of shops actually open up that early they open up around like 11 12 o'clock which is like very different from what we're used to like usually 10 o'clock is like you're open doors are ready like we can get in there we can see it's not too busy etc cetera, etc cetera. and so for us it's like a business trip we want to get in there as early as possible we had to you know just do some light walking kind of exploring seeing first first story we went into on monday i believe so was Agnes bay which is if you don't know a french boutique uh women's wear designer her her name is Agnes bay correct right lauren Agnes. her name is Agnes. i have to double check I'm pretty sure that is, but so her namesake brand, we walked into there. It's a brand that like, honestly, Lauren introduced me to, um, and went to it first time when I was in France. Um, very simplistic, very clean cut, like high quality garments, um, items that just last you for forever and go with so many different things. Very versatile. Um, for the majority of the shops, actually every shop we went into, we didn't look to really buy. We just looked, we just went to experience. We went to just try to understand what makes these stores successful from a retail standpoint and how can we emulate some of the magic that they carry within our own projects, within our own brands. One of the things that is different about New York, very different about New York. And I talked about this before as well as the, just the mentality of the people. Sometimes it's hard to get to uh, talk to people and, and allow them to appeal to your better side, especially in New York, because people are just very closed off, if that makes sense. They don't really talk as much. And so Anya's Bay was a good experience. Across the street from Anya's Bay was actually Stadium Goods and Palace. They weren't open yet, but uh, it's really crazy to see Stadium Goods because that's where they shoot all of the like shopping with Joe LaPuma. Like that's where all of those, um, that's where all of those YouTube videos are shot. And it's really, really cool. We, we went into it later. Uh, we didn't go to the palace, but we went into Stadium Goods later. After we went to Anya's Bay, I think we moved on to Acne Studios. And now Acne Studios, oh man, Acne Studios is the beginning of what I like to call the most amazing and immaculate retail experiences that I've ever just uh, experienced, <laughs> for a lack of better words, right? Like, the the Agni Studio storefront, the carpet, the mirrors, the colors, just everything. I can't even describe it to you. I wish I could. Just everything about it was so so dope in my opinion. From there, we went to a couple other shops. We saw Emily Andor again, which had a line for the cafe, but the actual clothing aspect of the store, no one really cared about. And that was actually a day before it was announced that ALD uh, had the LVMH investment. So that was really interesting. Where else did we go? Where else did we go? We actually did end up going to Blue and Green once it opened to talk to uh, some of the retail workers there, Cal and Maddie, who both just were really cool. We wanted to tell them how serious we were about coming in and shooting the shop. We wanted to come in and just make them uh, feel like you know we're coming in to try to showcase who they are and what they have to offer and, and their ability to kind of like bring community to that shop. We really wanted to do that in you know, our first scout or scouting the store, if that makes sense, like before we actually went in and did the video shoot. So that was a lot of fun. We went to a lot of stores that day. Um, there were a, there were a lot that stood out as well. A lot that stood out. I would say Acne Studios definitely stood out. We went to Rick Owens. That was an experience. That was absolutely an experience. Let me just, let me just talk about Rick Owens for a second. So earlier in, uh, you know, last year we went to 
Chrome Hearts, and I thought that was an interesting experience for Colorado. It was in Aspen. It was cool. It was, it was an interesting experience. We, we came to New York. Agni Studios blew my mind, you know, about an hour before, a couple hours before we went to Rick Owens. But Rick Owens, man, oh, man. They got the they got the torch in the shop going crazy. Like, fire is actually coming out of this, like, uh, post-apocalyptic torch. You got, you know, dudes with kiss boots walking around. You got dudes looking like they belong in uh, a version of Halo, like literally like a version of a video game Um, fashion that is so demonstrative fashion that makes such a large statement. You just don't see those kind of things in Denver and and not, you know, I think Rick Owens and and the products that he makes and, and the team makes over there is like. It's very, very powerful. They obviously have a message in it, and then they have a design language, and they definitely stick to it. It was a really cool experience to see. Everybody in there, we walked in. What, what were we wearing that day? I think I was wearing Ore combat boots. Lauren was wearing, like, her docks, and we were just wearing, like, you know, you know, Lauren and I dress. We dressed very, very, you know, cleanly, very cohesively. Everybody in there was looking at us like, what are these what are these dudes doing in Rick Owens? Like who are these people in Rick Owens right now? That's that's how it felt. You know, I asked I asked one of the guys cuz I was like, you know, I want to like what 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 goes through the mind is of someone who really is a a Rick like extraordinaire works there and obviously probably deals and works with so many interesting uh, different people and clientele from celebrities to stylists, et cetera, et cetera. I asked one of the employees, you know, we were upstairs. They got an upstairs and a downstairs and Rick Owens, of course. I asked him, you know, what are, what are some of your favorite pieces? And he kind of just nonchalantly kind of walked me around. He didn't really say the names of the pieces. He just said this one and this one and this one and this one. And it was kind of a different kind of vibe. Um, you know, he's, he's still relatively nice, but it, it was just kind of very different. And it was a... It was a moment for sure for both Lauren and I to actually go into Rick Owens and experience that. Funny enough, there's a store right next to Rick Owens that Lauren and I walked into, and the experience there was pretty freaking fantastic as well. It's called R13. The entire store, um, like the way you shop the store is you'd walk in, uh, the, the counter would be on the left, and then there'd be brick wall on the right. And then towards like the middle left of the storefront, there would be these giant screens playing this contiguous video. And there'd be multiple, like imagine like a bookshelf and there's multiple bookshelves, you know, lined up. And then as you walk behind these bookshelves, the screen is on the front half. There's mirrors on the sides. And then on the back end, kind of on the inside, there are the clothing items. And I thought it was a really, really unique experience. No one else was in there but us at the time. Uh, it was still a pretty cold day, and it was just like very, very special. Uh, I, it's it's something you have to experience in real life to just kind of know, like just to see it for yourself. It was, like I said, one of the most unique experiences, and so was Rick Owens. Very, very unique experience. Another story we went into at the time um, on Monday was Off White, and we wanted to go into Off White. We could have went into we could have went to Louis Vuitton, but we've been in the Louis Vuitton in a lot of different places. Never been to Off-White, and when we went to Off-White, you know, obviously with what happened with Virgil Abloh and, and his passing, I, th- I thought it would be interesting to just kind of feel the last items of his collection and what he created for Off-White and what he was doing. Obviously, he was doing a lot with Louis Vuitton, and but I just wanted to be in there and kind of experience that and just 
talked to retail workers there and it was a cool experience off-white also had a great storefront a little bit simple compared to a little bit simple compared to like rick owens and acne studios but still really really nice probably better than the majority of the storefronts in denver and in colorado without a doubt so we got some after we kind of walked around for a long long time exploring creating a little bit of content creating some tiktoks and just enjoying our time in soho we got some pizza (laughs) and we got some pizza the night before too every single night we've probably gotten pizza and this time around on monday we actually went ahead and got bleaker street pizza which is a relatively famous pizza spot all the kind of spots that you know i did a little bit of research on were really easy to get items food items from really easy to get pizza from because it was just not crowded like it was not crowded in this city at this time it was very cold i almost forgot to mention earlier on when we were in soho we actually went to muji i think it's called um and got some mechanical pencils that the only thing we oh not the only thing one of the few things we bought all day were these like very thin mechanical pencils uh they're very very cool like them a lot and they we thought they were going to be you know two dollars each and they end up being you know five 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 ninety each we bought four of them it was like 25 we were like okay 25 dollars for for four pencils that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot they're made in japan yeah they're made in japan for sure um and then we actually went to a japanese kind of snack shop called ebisu and what does ebisu mean ebisu probably has a meaning so ebisu actually in japanese mythology one of i'm reading this from google by the way ebisu in japanese mythology one of the shi shi chi fuku jin seven gods of good luck the patron of fishermen and tradesmen he is depicted as a fat bearded smiling fisherman often carrying a rod in one hand and a tie a a tie and a tie anyways we went to the shop named ebisu we went to the shop named ebisu had it was like a basically like a convenience store that had a whole bunch of different snacks and snack options end up getting like very my, my new favorite candy bar none absolutely uh called high chew candy where basically it's like this combination between a starburst a piece of gum and like like a gummy bear or something like that right like and you bite into it and like you start chewing it and you like you taste that flavor but then like you can just keep chewing it for like you know probably eight or nine more chews before you realize dang i'm chewing this for a while and then it kind of starts to break down like a piece of candy normally would and then you eat it and there were some like really good flavors all like fruit flavored apple pear grape orange whatever it may be and and that, that was a really cool experience as well so later that evening um because we like i said it was monday we had prepped we had we had made content for the day we decided it'd be fun to go to the guggenheim so sunday we went to moma monday we went to guggenheim and soho which are in totally different parts of town and at guggenheim we actually experienced probably a better museum experience than at moma just because guggenheim is much more simple um all you do is kind of go up this circular rampway in guggenheim and i have to say like the architecture in guggenheim was a1 i would say it was in moma too like it was a1 as well um, but the Guggenheim, obviously, I think it's a, a German built building and it's an older building and it's just really, really cool in there. It feels like you're in an art museum. It feels like you're in an art experience, which is really dope. Um, on display, w- there were two kind of focal artists and, and 
um, exhibits, if you want to even call them that. Kandinsky, I believe, was one of them. He kind of creates these geometric shapes with uh, amorphous kind of what does the amorphous even mean? I don't even know. Just very interesting art. Like look up Kandinsky and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and then there was this other exhibit about like how I can't remember the, I can't remember the exact artist's name, but it was about wearing masks and kind of talking about the different, um, things in life that you've never talked about before. It was like a video series. So it was all about like expressing yourself and not having that fear to express yourself because of the masks that you're wearing. And we're not talking about COVID masks. We're talking about like how, when they create movies and they create like doubles for people, sometimes they use wax masks to mask their face and it looks like skin, that kind of mask. So overall it was a, it was a dope experience at the Guggenheim. It was at the night, it was night at the museum, which is really fun. And I really enjoyed it. I think Lauren did as well. Uh, also started snowing that night, um, even though it, it was really cold all day. And it started snowing that night. And it was definitely less busy than it was at MoMA than it was at Guggenheim on a Monday night. So Sunday night seems like people obviously don't have work. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it was pretty busy on, on Sunday night. But on Monday night, Guggenheim, it wasn't that busy. So fast forward a few days. Tuesday was also a really good day. But I think Wednesday was the number one reason why I actually came out here. There's no other reason why I came out to New York other than to create content like I did on Wednesday. And Wednesday was a 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10 fantastic day. So on Wednesday, we prepared to go to Blue and Green. And like I said, we had we had scouted the place out. I had written my question set out for the floor manager, Matt. I had talked to Cal a day before. I was ready. I was I was really hungry for this opportunity. So I was really excited and nervous. We get to Soho uh, Wednesday morning around 11.40, 11.50, and it's the nicest day of the week, the nicest day of the entire time we're going to be here. And, um, you know, I, I knocked the, the store interview and the store showcasing out of the park. I cannot wait to show you guys the, the YouTube video that correlates with it, January Pickups Plus Blue and Green absolutely 10 out of 10 video coming up for you guys i'm so excited because i really did a good job i feel like showcasing the store and just had a good time chopping it up with the guys there but even more so than blue and green like it was it was immaculate vibes outside i felt really confident about it and then after blue and green's video was done we were contemplating like okay we just did a whole bunch of filming did a whole bunch of talking usually you know I, you guys see me i do a lot of talking but i'm a pretty relatively quiet person you know i talk when i'm spoken to i say things that you know are very like you know question i ask a lot of questions but sometimes i just let people talk and that kind of thing and lauren and i after we did the blue and green video we got some we got i got a smoothie and lauren got a matcha because she she wanted to she wanted some more energy right and i got a smoothie because i was pretty hungry and i wanted some more energy as well after doing the video we were like hungry we were talking we we're like should we just you know bang out another uh video real quick because i wanted to do the interview series what people are wearing in nyc while we were here as well but i wanted to do it maybe on thursday because i might be worn out uh, i thought i was going to be worn out by filming the blue and green video and what i ended up deciding to do was to actually suck it up i came out here to make videos i came out here to create content which i've already made a, a really good video in the blue and green video i've made a, a few tiktoks i'm going to be making this podcast while i'm out here why not just you know 
suck it up, crack out another video and, and see how it goes. And so the series that I can't wait to show you guys on the channel, I don't know how much of a series it'll be because we have to come back to New York if we do it again, or we have to go to another state or city or country that has like really, really interesting um, outfits in a kind of concentrated area. But I basically did, you know, what you guys have probably seen several times on your own social media accounts, whether it be on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram Reels, which is, you know, what are people wearing in New York? What are people wearing in Soho? And that was some of the most fun content that I've ever shot, I've ever done in my entire life. Going up to the first person we went up to, I think his name was Owen, I believe. And I remember him because he was so pleased, like he was so excited when we had asked him to come up and talk about his outfit. I remember, you know, it's a little bit weird in New York to hear an excuse me or a hey you or that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm from Colorado. We, we have manners. We were taught manners when I was growing up. Every person we came up to, yo, excuse me, I, I love your outfit. Do you mind being in an outfit video series that I'm creating, asking different people in the city what they're wearing and what inspired their outfits? And, you know, the person gets the biggest smile on their face. The first person did Owen and said yes. And from there, we just got the ball rolling. After that, uh, I did the first one and it was a success and he agreed to do it. That was the momentum and the confidence I needed. If he had said no, maybe I would have been like, oh, maybe he's not the, today's not the day to do it. But he said yes, and his fit was really cool. He was wearing this Napapajiri jacket, and I can't wait to show you guys that. And then from there, we proceeded. After we did that one, it was probably like around uh, you know, 130, 140. We stayed from like 140 all the way until about 4 o'clock, it felt like, just doing what people are wearing. We asked, you know, what seemed to be models and artists, and we asked this really dope photographer that actually took Lorne and I's portrait as we were there, which is incredible. Like, it was so, so cool. We asked, like I said, artists and just different people all across Soho. We just walked, we zigzagged the streets, waited, we we plotted, and, and we really went after the people we thought had really interesting fits. A lot of people said no. I would probably say like 30, you know, 20, 30% said no. They said, no, I'm too shy. I don't want to do it. And I actually completely understand that. But the majority, the overwhelming majority said yes. And I can't wait to show you. I actually broke my tripod while I was out here. So there are a couple, I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit it out, but there are a couple moments where I'm actually filming the what you're wearing and on the tripod, like the entire thing just crashes down because the tripod is broken. It's hilarious. But um, it was really a really feel good day. After we had did done all the, after we had gotten done with all of those, um, which we probably did, like I said, 30 people um, in about two, two and a half, three hours. And we had some moments where we stopped and things like that and talked even longer. Um, for one, it was like really reflective. We met actually an up and coming YouTuber. We met someone from, where was he from, Lauren? That We met someone from Denmark who's like a TV host in Denmark, which is insane. Um, we also met an up and coming YouTuber. We met some models. We met artists. It was just really dope. Every person that was there was there for a purpose that seemed to serve uh, fashion creativity, art creativity, or just, you know, had a like they were very like purposeful. They were, were kind of wandering aimlessly. Like they were there for a reason. And there's nothing wrong to be kind of unsure about what you're doing with your life. But uh, that there's a, just a difference, right? Like maybe if you're walking around Denver, you know, you have people that dress nicely and those kind of things. And um, but a lot of times, like there's no like wanting to be in fashion. There's no wanting to be in art. There's no wanting to create 
to the level that we oftentimes typically like to create. Hopefully that makes sense. Not that we like to create, but just there aren't a lot of people like us, you know, outside of, you know, the, the small groups that we're in usually on the internet. And it's cool to be able to experience some of those people in real life, which is, I think Soho is just a great melting pot for that. So after we did that video, we went back to Dominic Ansel's bakery, which is actually in Soho and picked up three more cronuts because it was the last time we were probably going to be in Soho. Last time we could devour a delicious cronut, went back to Ebisu, got some more high chew candy and um just kind of <laughs> we, we had a little victory celebration because it felt really good like the, the clips if you know there's a there's a difference between when you do something and you're not really sure versus when you do something and you feel really good about it as a content creator it's, it's a really good feeling to have this raw footage and, uh, and just what i'll be able to do with it in the post edit is going to be fantastic fantastic it was much warmer on Wednesday when we did all these things. That probably helped more people were out. It just the energy was better. It was around 45, 49 degrees that day, which is like a little like, like eight, nine degrees Celsius, whatever that may be, but it was warmer and it was, it was really cool to, to meet so many great people. I can't wait to show them what the video turns out to be. I can't wait to show you guys what the video turns out to be. I'm very excited. And that essentially brings us to today. Today is Thursday, the day of recording this video. Today was a really good day as well. I'm super tired when we woke up today, like just legs, like hurting because the amount of just steps we took, you have no idea. We took so many steps. Um, like I said, probably up until this point, 100,000 steps in, it, you know, in five or six days. And we wanted to link up with some 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 cool people. Hope, hopefully, we, we hope to see Ray. We hope to see... Um, TDR, Talada Rafa. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention we we met with John Taylor earlier this week. I didn't even mention that. John Taylor is a menswear fashion designer um, who basically is one of the best menswear designers in the entire city. He took us around to some factories. How could I miss that? That was on Tuesday. He took us around to some factories. Let me talk talk about that real quick. So on Tuesday, uh, John it was John Taylor Day on Tuesday essentially. Um, like I said. He's worked at ALD. I've had him on my podcast. That's how I connected with him. And he's kind of like big bro in the city. Like when we came to the city in, in September, we didn't say hi to him. That was a mistake <laughs> because he is big bro. Like he's been in the game. He's he's designed for Tom Brown and he's he's worked in spaces with Gucci and he's, you know, done so many shows and he's working on his own personal brand as well, which I'm very excited to showcase at some point. Um but it was, his link up was really legendary for me because it's like it's it just shows the power of the internet. You never know, you know, if you create a podcast or a platform or if you write a blog, you never know who you'll be able to meet, who you'll be able to connect with and what kind of friendships you'll be able to develop just off the strength of your passion. I encourage anybody who has a passion, who hasn't started or is is kind of teetering on consistency and inconsistency reinvigorate yourself in 2022 and the opportunities that present themselves for you that you could never imagine uh, be presented in 2022 will present themselves as long as you have that passion. I, I could never in a million years think about who John Taylor was when I was a division one hooper, when I was in college or a high school kid. It just wasn't something that was even on my radar. But you start to realize quickly the momentum you build and the kind of uh, law of attraction if you want to even call it that like the ability to 
um, get people to the ability to get people to talk to you and have the access to them in this modern era is unbelievable. So John Taylor was a great experience. I had to add that little side note. Last thing I want to mention today, we met with uh, Boy Blondie, Mr. Boy Blondie, Mr. Devonte Ivory took us around. Today was uh, more so for for Lauren, and like I said, we wanted to get her books in some stores, and so we walked around probably eight or nine bookstores and just talked to um, bookstore owners and clerks, and like you know, there was this French bookstore owner that we walked into, and Lauren's fluent in French, and she was talking her enchanté and whatnot. She was speaking great, great French, and I was just soaking it up, saying, oh, wee, 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 yeah, way, way, you know what I mean? Um, but anyways, I, I'm just messing around with you guys, by the way. <laughs> um, we walked to some, some bookstores, which was a lot of fun, and then um, we also just spent some time with Devonta Ivory, the founder of Boy Blondie. Maybe, you know, there might be a moment where we might collab. He showed us some things he's working on and his ability to create and how he's evolved over time and how he's kind of uh, taken that first huge leap. He, he's no longer working the job he works to pursue his brand and to pursue uh, creating full time, which is a very scary thing for anybody. And that's kind of what I've done as well in the last probably five months is just really commit to creating and saying, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. How am I going to get there? How am I going to create the income I need to, to live and to eat and to sleep? And how am I going to create the connection I need to as well? So Devonte Ivory is, is my guy at this point. It was great to see him again. I don't, I don't know if we'll have a chance to see, you know, the, the crew, I would say Devonte Ivory and, and his group of friends and designers and creatives, Ray Mia, uh, Williams Park, uh, TDR, Talada Rafa, those dudes are really inspiring to me in Colorado. Um, and just having them uh, a, a DM away, a phone call away is super dope. I don't know if I would get a chance to, to see them, you know, towards the end of this trip. I have some other people as well, but shout out to Devonte, It was a lot of fun. But overall, it's been essentially a work trip, man. Every single night we've had pizza. Um, sorry, mom. Uh, it's just the truth. Like your boy's getting chonky over here. Um, you don't think it's that bad? Lauren just told me it's not even that bad. <laughs> um, but we have pizza pretty much every night. We've had some carrots too and some some smoothies and things like that. But like a lot of Mar- a lot of Nona Marias, a lot of grandmas. If you don't, you know, I mean, that sounds kind of weird. But I'm talking about the pizza slice. <laughs> I'm talking about the pizza slice. Um, so overall, it's just been a great, great time. Much colder, much more subdued. Like the summertime, things seem to be a little bit more hectic and there isn't school like we saw we, we walked through like kids playing in like the street because like a recess at school which is like very different from what i grew up with maybe you as well like gr- like just playing in like the new york city street which is like crazy um so yeah um i just wanted to kind of come on here and give you guys just a, a bit of an update of what i've been up to the city has been fantastic it's been a lot of fun being out here like i said it's been a lot of work, and I'm I'm so excited to show you guys the work we've put in. This is the kind of thing I've been wanting to do f- with the content for the next, the last probably three or four months, um, and um, we're out here doing it, and, and we're also connecting with people, and it feels really good this time around. It feels really, really good, so I want to thank you guys so much for the support. If you enjoyed this episode, it's kind of just like a little monologue. Hopefully you listen to this while you're like working on homework or working on a project or just kind of mindlessly falling asleep or something like that. Um, I always appreciate everybody who leaves five-star reviews on this, on this podcast because it really does go a long way when you guys leave five-star reviews. It just helps so much in understanding, you know, 
what this podcast means to you. Um, yeah, I'm in New York City right now. I'll be back soon enough. And I got love for, for everyone who listens. Like I said, I'm going around in circles. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm spreading peace, love, and positivity in 2022. So that means I'm spreading peace, love, and positivity to you. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. Leave a five-star review. Uh, send me a DM about you know more restaurant recommendations. At, at, when this goes live, I'll still be in New York. So if you have any recommendations or if you have any suggestions or if you have anything you want to say to me, send me a DM on my personal account, Drew Joyner underscore on Instagram. And hopefully you enjoy listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace.